0: On this week's episode of A Slice of Golf, we review the best and worst of the US Open, including an outstanding win for John Ram and an eye-watering stat for Louis Oosthuizen. We talk about what needs to happen to players that don't shout for. We reveal what brings us nomad golfers back to a particular golf course. Plus, we want your help in designing the best UK golf break. This is A Slice of Golf, hosted by myself, Tim Williams, me, Ben Fowlis, and myself, Chris Wright. all right we're back it's another week it's a slice of golf i'm back timbo's back two weeks off could not be more excited to be back with the boys this week um how are we chaps what's been going on i'm going to go straight on the record as you will both be aware and probably the listeners be aware not a lot of golf from me for the last two weeks because uh yeah i've just been on holiday basically uh benno let's come to you first pal any any stories to tell from your game
1: yeah, I mean, uh, pl- played on played on Saturday. Went to the driving range uh, Thursday. It went really, really well to the point that um, you know we've spoken about it before. Make it a purposeful practice session. I still had ten minutes left on the clock because at North Greenwich is done by the hour. I take my time when I'm there, so I must have had forty balls remaining. And I kind of was like, no, actually, I think I'm done. Um, so i just kind of left it. I'd, I'd done everything I'd wanted to do. Achieved everything I wanted. Went really, really well. Um, and then uh played on Saturday, played a brand new course that I never played before oh actually but before I'd, I'd got there, kind of made the decision to get the driver fixed so we'd we'd spoken about getting a new driver or fixing the current shaft, you know what, what would be a better decision, started looking into getting a new driver. Just getting the booking to get the fitting was, was is a bit of a task as it is because the place I want to go that they're pretty pretty busy because obviously golf's had a boom, and then the turnaround um, is between three and eight weeks to get a brand new driver. So I was like, well, that's four weeks to get in for a fitting, another three to eight weeks after that. I'm just going to err on the side of caution and say it would be twelve weeks until I could get my new my new stick. So I thought that's that's the whole of summer golf gone um so uh went, went to go that that's in for, for being fixed so hopefully we'll get the disco stick back soon uh yeah played a brand new golf club um between me and just me me and one other me and a uni mate i'm not gonna lie it was a very very social round uh, it's a good good friend of mine i'm not seeing in a while went to went to uni with him we did not stop talking the whole way round. so there was very little concentration. There was a lot of crap, some outstanding golf, um, and a golf course that I definitely, definitely want to go back to. Really fun, tight Which little world? World? It's called cool? uh, Epping Epping Golf Club or Epping Golf Course, depending on where you Google it and what your okay. sat nav says. It's uh, it's par sixty eight. So this is so you know that that kind of suggests quite short. Um, now this is it's kind of the course that we've been talking about, I wanted to go and play a lot recently. It's a five thousand four hundred yard course. You know, we typically don't play anything south of six, six five. Um so it's short, really, really short. The longest hole on the course was just over four hundred yards. They've got one par five.
2: Okay.
1: All right. Um there was one par three, which was about eighty yards. There was a par four, which I managed to drive the green and obviously left the eagle part short of about 240 yards. It's a really interesting course. I had
2: to make a really shit joke there.
1: <laughs> tiny, t- kind of tiny little uh, area. They've not got loads and loads of space, but it's the type of course you walked off there. And it was like today I was asked to hit every type of shot. It was uphill it was downhill it was dog leg left, there was right, there was water, there was long grass, short grass, the tea boxes were immaculate. the greens were in really good condition. The members were all pretty happy. it wasn't busy, so we weren't backed up on the course, which was really nice to 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 have to experience cause we've not had that in a while um this you know Back, this is I'm like, up,
2: I'm up too. like the the old barn style clubhouse looks good,
1: yeah, so it was really kind of small um yeah kind of a small little club and i think everyone was kind of knew each other down there so the atmosphere was really good and and i had a quick look on their website um beforehand and i I kind of wrote a few things down from their page and i was like this sounds it it just sounds really really good it sounds like a really well-run club so it says a family-run venue built and designed by golfers for golfers to use every club in the back now you could very easily not take driver all right it's just not necessary out there one or two holes you might think all right i'm playing well let's play it but other than that i i would agree with that they host free beginner lessons twice a week at the club and there are no stuffy rules or dress code we very much look forward to seeing you that's a direct quote i thought that sounds really good sounds really new age sounds very 21st century which we, we yeah. quite like to see and then the final bit as well which I was like that sounds that sounds good as well it said families well-behaved dogs and mobile phones are welcome we live in the tech age i use a mobile phone on the course and well i flip in love dogs so like, so yeah. that's pretty good so 20 27 quid green fee peak time at weekend oh,
2: nice.
1: um nice. you know we, you know we speak about kind of uh, our, our price point and and when we play quite a lot and, and finding hidden gems and i think that definitely falls into that category nice. um so if anyone does have the opportunity to go out there i will be visiting it again. I would say if you are learning the game of golf, it would be a brilliant place to go and play because it's not long. So you don't need to take driver, but it's not wide and open the whole way around. There's a few holes where you've got a bit of room, but there's quite a few tight holes that are going to require lots of different shots and you're
0: going to have to learn to play different shots. So on that, so on that, I'm looking at the scorecard right now. Doing some, you know, because you want to go straight to the heart of the matter. So I'm looking at the scorecard. and The stroke stroke index one is the fifth hole, which I'm not really sure how the T system works on this scorecard, but again, let's just go with it. Is around three hundred. It's about a three hundred and thirty yard par four. Not usually a measurement you'd kind of expect to see given stroke index one on the on the golf course. What was going on there? Something interesting. Uh, that just was it's just
1: narrow uh it's uphill yeah. and narrow uh but an actual fact so we we you know we were we were playing off the yellows because my my friend is off 28 i think he's still okay. you know, very very new to the game so i was like yeah play yellow i saw how short it was, and was like, i want to play off the of whites but we'll give it we'll, we'll play off the yellows first time both playing there and we walked to the tee box and there was only a white and a red tee we're like That's yeah odd. maybe they just left it well we teed off from the whites just thinking oh we'd, we'd not seen it I dispatched one into the trees. He hit one like 10 yards to the right, straight into a bush. We were like, shit, reload, three off the tee. We went up to catch up with our second balls and stumbled across the yellow tees. We were like, ah, lovely. Okay. So, free reload for both of them. It's
0: literally
2: 100 yards shorter off the yellows. Yes. Yeah. How does this work? Wait a minute.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to just take the opportunity to interject again. Apologies. So, I'm reading this. If I'm reading this right, the white tees is 345 yards. Yeah. Par four. yeah. Red tees, which I'm still assuming that's ladies tees. Ladies is that, is yeah. that fair? Okay. Yep. That's 326 yards yeah. and a par four. Yellow tees, 242 <laughs> yards and a par four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? I,
1: uh, what? Uh, I, I don't know. I, we, I saw the red tee and Justin questioned that as well. He was like, what does that mean? And I just said to him, oh, I just assume um, that it would be a par five for the ladies. But does it say yeah. on the scorecard there or no?
0: Well, no yeah. red, red is par four still.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's
2: the hole where I drove the
1: green. Hit a, hit a driver. Can, to can you
2: imagine playing in a mixed tournament yeah. and as a female stepping up, playing off the red keys, going, hang on a minute, I've got, I've got to play. Because I've seen some courses where it's like, the red tees are always next to the yellow tees, and we talk about how that's not fair in a competition. Can you imagine being in this one? You want an extra hundred yards as the, as so the female.
0: So I've just done. I've just added it all up. So basically, the, the off the red tees, the ladies tees, it's total yardage of five thousand and thirty-two yards, par sixty-eight. Now, if you're playing off the yellows, it's still a par. It's you know still a par sixty-eight, but but it's less four thousand eight hundred eighty-one <laughs> yards. <laughs> Yeah. What is going on? <laughs>
1: I, uh, yeah, I, d- I I did think that when we were doing it. I just assumed hmm. it was a, a par five. So, uh, well, uh, apparently not. It's quite unusual. Because I mean, next the time you play. go, you'd have to play off the whites. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I well, yeah I mean, you know, Play off
0: the Reds to give you a bit more, so, a bit more of a challenge. <laughs> yeah, correct.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, it's it, it's. I would say it's it was a good fun course for me. You know, we, we've obviously played a lot of golf and, and there are times where um, you, you play on, on, on easier courses. It's that are, that are probably more set up for, for, for a beginner golfer and, and you kind of feel like it, it's not a challenge. I felt that there was enough of a challenge there. Cause there were, like I said, it required all different types of shots. It's on the edge of a hill. So there's always, you're always shooting to elevation or, or kind of, kind of down. Um, and it was, for me, particularly the back nine, it was the epitome of post-lesson inconsistent golf because uh, I went double, birdie, double, 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 birdie, birdie, par. So on the back <laughs> nine, no, sorry, bogey. On the back nine, I didn't have a single par. So I was eight over on the back nine uh, and included three birdies, five doubles and one bogey. Amazing. Thanks for coming. <laughs> that well was uh, days <laughs> interesting, uh, interesting
2: interesting interesting well, talking of in short courses can i just jump in yeah. talking of short courses have you guys played Sunnydale heath yet no no okay so you should definitely add that to your list of places to play because that's 3705 yards off the whites and is one of the best courses that i've played in a long time mm. like it is genuinely excellent just a part three course but every part three is a like a like a proper par three, like it's really, t- really, really, really tough on the same land as Sunningdale, like next door. In fact, in fact, if you hit a wayward shot on, can't remember which hole it is, you can actually go through the woods and play back off Sunningdale, back onto Sunningdale Heath, and just say you played Sunningdale. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a fan of the short courses. I think they're great. Yeah, I think it's something that you you know you might kind of overlook. If if
1: if I'd have been told about it beforehand, I might be like, ah, that you know, it doesn't necessarily sound like something i'd want, want to do because i you know, want to go and play a, a slightly longer course but i'm re- really glad i did um both of us really enjoyed the round uh walked off 83 strokes 33 points and honestly i felt like i didn't have any game at all it was the closest closest i've been to a hole-in-one in a, i'm yeah. gonna say a good couple of years i mean it was i, I it, it landed uh two yards short and left of the pin and i naturally hit a slight fade couldn't help but think if it hadn't been binning it down for the past two days the natural fade might have bounced skipped in the hole and we'd be having a very different conversation right now but that's me just dreaming, um, me dreaming. but something jumped out when looking at the scorecard It's something that you and i spoke about last week chris that last week i had 28 putts I thought
2: i was it was you know outstanding can I, can I can i please pause this have you decided that you're not going to change your putter now <laughs> not not yet. It will it will be at some point. Tim, have I you know. heard this? So not he's decided yet. he's decided that he's not going to get a new driver. Okay. But in the last three rounds, he's had like twenty eight putts, twenty nine putts, thirty putts. And what is the one club he thinks he needs to get a new one of? The putter. Do, just, just, as well. I mean, just just leave
1: do that you know, alone. Just, <laughs> just need freshening up every now and again, you know. <laughs> no, but no, it's uh, it's. it's 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 behaving really well. Like, but 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 this is where I, I kind of feel like the putting stats that we talk about can be a little bit misleading, um, because I had a lot of of kind of long range putts this weekend where um, they were lag putts. So I had thirty six putts, which is eight strokes more than I did the week before. But yeah. I felt like oh, yeah, new That's it. Game over. New putter needed. <laughs> yeah, but no, I felt my my putting game was of similar level. Last week, my average putt was probably from. Eight feet. Say this week, I left myself a lot of long, long-range parts that, that ended up being three putts from. Because you've got, I, th- I think that was another thing that I really enjoyed about the course. You could go back multiple times because there's so many tiers on all the different greens. You could have different pin positions each time you go back, which would give it that different feel. Because you've got to, you, you know, you're going to need to be coming in from a different angle to to, to be able to attack the pin. So, yeah. yeah. um For anyone listening, if you're in, if you're in the area, it was very easy for us to get a tee time. We were you know, never held up on any tee box. The atmosphere was really good. Um, quite a nice little clubhouse. I'd, I'd recommend going and checking out Epping Epping Golf Club.
0: Awesome, nice, nice. Chris, anything to report? Uh, apart from the fact I,
2: I Ben challenged me to actually get the putter out and see if my back will handle putting. Uh, turns out I can I, I I can do some putting. I probably wouldn't like to stand in the putting pose for like two hundred pots in a row or anything, but I'm okay. Uh, the back is on the mend. I feel like are, the back you, is on the mend. You are you are basically Tiger Woods at this moment. So. I'm, I'm now <laughs> <laughs> much better at golf. Not as bad back injury, for sure. Um, yeah, had had another really good osteo session last week. Lots more needles going into the back, um, and now also doing and now I've been given the all clear to do some basic strengthening work, which is which is cool, which is really good. So yeah, no, obviously no golf for me yet, but excited. I reckon. Not this weekend. I might. He, he said you could try doing some chipping um, and some little kind of around the green stuff, uh, which I'm, I might be tempted to go and do depending on what the weather's like over the weekend uh, and then probably in the week after for moving into some gentle stuff, full swing stuff maybe. Yeah, yeah. Just, don't, just don't take the driver with you to uh, no, when you go back to shipping. Yeah, <laughs> like like, I, would, I would literally just take just the wedges out. and be like, right,
0: that's it, I'm good. Nice, nice. Well, needless to say, after two weeks off, I am chomping at the bit to get back into it. Um, however, I, I will certainly, I think, be in that position where you go back to the range for the first time after a little bit of time off. I'm pretty sure the first two shots I hit will be thin knives because that's just generally what always happens to me after a bit of really time. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll be expecting that one, but something else I've been thinking about now. We have ourselves a trip abroad in uh, where are we now? About four months time as it stands. Now, obviously foreign travel right now, very difficult to do. Lots of complications. Add in the red, amber green fiascos blah 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 the number of tests you've got to get I'm kind of you know just starting to think well you know maybe we just kind of you know maybe we rethink our kind of strategy of going abroad to kind of have our annual kind of it's like our our, it's like our end of season championships which normally we do abroad okay so what I'm thinking is and if you're listening or if you're you know connected on the socials uh, two slice of golf or Sunday red. If we were going to go somewhere in the UK, okay, I'm going to lay down to you the the requirements of said trip. Now, generally speaking, it's four rounds minimum, minimum. Okay, that's generally. I
2: just, I just interject really quickly. Yeah, yeah,
0: jump in, if, jump in.
2: If you're listening to this me and ben are as clueless as as what you are because i have no idea where tim's going with this by the way so me and tim me and ben sorry are also sat here going okay where what's happening here uh we've we've now just changed our trip that i was really looking forward to but okay great now let's let's go no no no, i'm
0: not not saying we haven't cancelled yet what i'm (laughs) I'm asking is if we let's say we did pull the plug on it and decide we need to go for a uk-based tour okay So normally the, the the requirements for our end of year finals are it's four rounds normally, consecutive days. Um, yeah. Ideally, we'd play four different courses, but you know if worst comes to worst, three fine. Um, but I don't want to play any. It has to be three or more courses for the four rounds. Um, needs to be somewhere which is obviously very nice, very pleasant. You know, c- scenery, uh, kind of. Yeah, borderline bucket, bucket list golf courses we're talking. Okay. Now, I'm gonna put one challenge out to everyone that's listening or everyone that's connected on Sunday Red. I'm also gonna put a a little mini challenge out to the boys to come back with next week. Okay. And that is if it's a UK-based four-round trip, let's say five days, I need I need an area of the UK and you can be a specific as you'd like to be. So it may well be you say, right, we need to go to the, um you might say, look, let's go to the east coast of Scotland. Okay. That's, you know, that'd be a fairly, I don't want to say obvious, but it kind of is obvious thing to go for. But, you know, you might get someone, someone might come back with a really left field answer, which is like, oh, you know what? If you go down to Hampshire or if you go over to uh, East Anglia, you could have an absolutely belting trip. So if anyone wants to come back and shout on the socials, go, Chris. I'll
2: are we? Does it? Do you want it to be like stay at a resort, play the courses that there, or are you happy traveling around?
0: Free, free reign. I want you to basically. This is going to be very similar to when we came up with the best. Was it seventy-two hour golf trip Yeah, was like, yeah. That was on a real budget. It's going to be similar to that, but what we're saying now, this is a four-round end-of-year tour finals uh, package tra- travel package. That I want you guys to come up with um because i dare say there's probably a lot of people out there who are having the same dilemma as us that would normally go abroad um for for their golf trips and are probably thinking oh you know is it do i do i want to do that lots of lots of press around you know oh staycation stay in the uk loads of great places to stay in the uk so there's do- it's, there's two points for a uh from a purely selfish point of view um If we don't get to go to where we're going, please come and tell us where we should go and actually give us some nice tips and recommendations that we can then pass off as our own. Um, But also, we will try and come up with some ideas to kind of give out to any of you guys listening who are thinking, oh, you know, maybe we can't go abroad and we need to stay in the UK. We'll come back to you with some of our ideas of where we think you can go and what kind of things you can get involved with.
1: I think this is it's 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 likely to be the case as well so i've got a feeling whatever we come back with could well be the trip that we have this year which although disappointing will will still be a lot of fun Uh, are we suggesting setting the budget or or clean slate kind of do it
0: i don't think we'd ever go clean slate because it would just go (laughs) stupid Um, mainly mainly for me um let you do me,
2: remember the last time we didn't put a budget yeah. on something? It was like so I looked around uh, okay. like the four the four courses that cost like four hundred quid around or something. I was like, we need to put a budget on this. Tim has absolutely lost it.
0: Yeah, I can't be trusted. Basically, I get too excited. I think let's put a cap on this of let's say eight hundred pounds. All right, a cap including food or no food. Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Uh, let's say let, <laughs> let's include food because otherwise, you're going to end up with whatever Fowler suggested last time, which is basically getting <laughs>
1: <them> <laughs> down out
0: of the service station and actually meals for the week.
1: Get no food prep allowed, these, yeah. All right, so there we go. That's that, that's just my little,
0: little little thing I want to throw out there. Just you know, there, there, there is a there is a there is a sensible point to it and a bit of a help. Hopefully, something will help. The guy, the peep, the masses out there when it comes to plane trips. Now, great. Uh, unless you've been, li- unless you been living, living on a rock, there was a. <laughs> <dinner trip> <laughs> stop! 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 Right? Did you
2: yeah. not see my message last week about what the, the phrase that Ben uses over and over and over and okay. over again? Oh, oh, yeah, i well, A lot. <laughs> well, there you go.
0: Unless you've been on a different planet. <laughs> You'll have noticed there was uh, something of a golf tournament going on over the weekend. US Open. Uh, our man John Ram takes it less than two weeks after his uh, positive test for COVID. Um, I'm not even going to ask you boys if you watched it because I'm I'm just assuming that you did. In fact, I know full well that Mr Fowlis was up until the early hours of the morning tuned into it. Um, Chris, I'm going to come to you first. Let, let's go let's let's just go for it let's go for a, a review let's do serious reviews let's do not so serious reviews because there are some of some slightly more comical things i want to talk about but let, let's come to you first uh what did you take away from it
2: just absolutely buzzing for John ram yeah just to, just to lead off with just couldn't like literally couldn't be happier when he drained the putt on 17 in yeah. the first and it's not like i always love I always love like a clutch putts. I think are always great. Right. But they're even better when not only is it not a straight putt, but you're aiming at a right angle away from the hole. And you are just watching the, from the behind the camera view from behind, you just watch the ball going and it's tracking and it's tracking. And you're like, that's in, that's going in. And then you can see him having that same thought. And then you get the, yes, the fist pump. And you're like, okay, he's on and then I thought he'd screwed up on 18 when he put it into the bunker. Um, and then does a very, very similar putt on 18. And I was just like, this, this is excellent. This is fantastic.
0: I'll be honest. I thought, yeah, uh, yeah. Come on, okay, I'll be super honest on this. I thought, A, when he put it in the bunker on the 18th, I was like, ah. Trouble. It could be trouble. Yeah. I actually, his resulting bunker short, shot, that's when I actually thought, that's the shot I thought he'd mucked it up on. Because he left himself so much to do with the bunker shot. Yeah, but I, I think I figured he'd done that so that he
2: didn't put it into the water. Yeah, was my guess. Yeah, he was going to take par
1: and hey, well, accept the two part take par yeah. and hope that is the score. post is going to be enough, and it just that final part yeah. was outrageous. Mm-hmm. Uh, a mm-hmm. mate of mine, I was kind of in, in discussion with a, a friend of mine who lives in the states kind of the whole time and he he sent me a message at uh, i think ram had just parted out on 12 and he said ram's gonna win this because he's the only one at the moment not having a wobble he was the best player yeah. on the course he just everything looked to be going well and then i think someone on i think though said it on commentary there's one moment in every champion's final round where you're like it's theirs and he said it was where ram hit his drive snap hook JT only half an hour earlier had put it out of bounds over the fence, but John Rahms hit the fence, bounced yeah. in, and then he went on to make birdie. Yeah, birdie was like, and I thought that that was the moment for him where you were like yeah. that kind of springboarded him on, whilst everyone else around him, you know, that leaderboard. I mean, I absolutely loved this tournament. This yeah. this year. I think it was one of my favorite golf tournaments that I've I've ever watched. I thought Torrey Pines unusually had a was getting some negative flack from it in the states don't really get why it was excellent
2: yeah it was lovely but it
1: wasn't my favorite course no not beautiful but it was set up it was set up i think perfectly and i think nothing more kind of screams that out than looking at the leaderboard like the top 20 with 10 holes to play it was the who's who of golf and i think that's that's ultimately what you want in the majors right it's the best players competing for the biggest titles
2: yeah no i think no I, i 100 i think that's uh, again what does louis have to do i mean come on like this <laughs> the dude going second again uh, no no i guess I'm, I'm i'm totally on your on your side there i think the course was set up well and you're right like it should be the top players should be the ones that are competing for it because and that that shows the level of the level of the, the players level of the game level of the course but I, I do agree with some of the it just isn't the most aesthetically beautiful course out there in my opinion i you know I, I get, it's again I think, say that again sorry Tim.
0: yeah it's not bad i mean you've got cliff top views and it's the a view of the pacific ocean i mean i think you're being a little bit hypercritical here i mean it's yeah, maybe some of the places we play i'll put it that I way 100 it, it, i
2: mean would i ever turn down a, a round there no absolutely not of course not um but i can understand where they're coming from in terms of you know there, there are more beautiful looking courses Sure. Um, what else? Bryson's meltdown on the back nine on Sunday, going from in contention to wherever he finished in four holes. He just, what did he do? He did like double, double, quadruple. Quadruple.
1: Um, I, you know, I think I've, I've made it fairly clear. I'm not his biggest fan and I wasn't that upset with him. And to be honest, I think he, I'm sorry, Bryson, but you made yourself look like a dickhead all weekend. Um, the amount of times that there was one time doherty called him out for it straight he was aiming his feet were aiming directly at the crowd and i think yeah. he was trying to just draw it back in he hit it gun straight ball was clear this is with driver we talk about how fast bryson hits the golf ball hit it straight towards the crowd into the crowd and he just looked down picked up his tee and walked off i just think that is just unforgivable um just the foreshout um but yeah that was that was that was my only negative for the weekend really
2: yeah, no, I think. Yeah, so there's Bryson. Then what else is going on? Good to see Rory doing some. Uh, yeah, this is Rory was something that
1: I, I really wanted to talk about because it was so good to see him back. You really did see some of Rory's best golf. And it just, uh, I wrote two names down and I thought if they could putt really flipping well, they'd be dangerous. And the chances are Ram would not have been hoisting the trophy. And that was Colin Morikawa and Rory McIlroy. because that yeah, was just, just a few putts where you're like,
2: no, that. Uh, do, do you want to quickly do our our picks from last week, Ben? Yeah, got man. So I had who did I have to win? Uh, Morikawa and Ram. So yeah, great. We've got Rambo in there. Morikawa just had a bad first day. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like you look at the rest of his the rest of his scoring, and you're like the other three rounds. I'm like that's title winning. Whatever happened on first day, he hit four over. I was just like that's put you in a in a really bad position but from there he seems to start playing some decent golf and, and you're right like his passing is just what has been if,
1: if you know with his ball striking as good as what it is because you know even though we talk about justin thomas you know you know number two in, in ball striking um and obviously is is absolutely world class i still think morikawa is a level above when you watch him play me me and another lad we were talking about the other day he he just doesn't seem to ever hit a bad iron shot so you got to think if he's getting the ball in play off the tee which he does yeah. and then he's hitting these unbelievable iron shots you know he's not hitting many chips because he doesn't miss many greens yeah you think if he were to i know it's easier said than done get on that part in green and practice like crazy you kind of feel like he'd run away with a lot of golf tournaments
2: yeah and i, th- I think he will in the future mm. and i, I know
1: golf it. golf isn't quite 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 as e- easy as that as we all know <laughs> as we all know um, but another one kind of it, it, not in the same bracket, but kind of come through as if you talk about the three of, of, of Morikawa, Hovland, you know, disappointed to see Hovland pull out, particularly in those circumstances, but good to see Matty Wolf yeah. back. Um, you know, Matty Wolfe quite open to talk about kind of the mental health struggles. Um, but it's good to see him back, kind of back up and, and playing well and, and hopefully enjoying his golf. Cause the last thing you ever want to hear anyone talk about is them kind of, struggling due to uh, anything really but then someone in the public eye and and you know being a professional golfer we all, we all love golf and it's not very nice when when golf becomes a dark place but I can imagine when it's your living it's it's you no know, even worse I can imagine yeah. um, kind of other strange thing of the weekend did you see McKen- uh, mckenzie Mackenzie Hughes's ball get stuck in the tree can't no. say i've ever seen that before I, I, see see I
2: have seen that before but no i did not see it at the weekend no par three tugged it. yeah
1: have a look tugged it off the tee what the oh, hole? i think it's 11 uh okay. i think it was the heart i think i think i think we're talking about the hardest hole on the course yesterday he uh hit it towards the tree snap hook uh clipped the tree bounced hit the path Bounced straight back up into the tree um and then Typical American fashion—you've got the chance of shake that tree, shake that tree. Ludicrous. Had to take a drop. <laughs> one of the more unusual drops, I think, uh, I've seen because you know you could look up, you could see his ball, but he could just couldn't do anything about it. It wouldn't, wouldn't naturally, naturally fall. Another odd thing that I noticed from the weekend, as you can probably tell, I watched a lot of golf this weekend. <laughs> Good. So many flagsticks being hit. Never seen anything like yes. it.
2: Michael yeah, I, that. I thought that. Sergio's one was. Painful yet quite amusing. Just, I can't he wasn't that far out, was he? But chips on, hits the pin, just rolls all the way back down to his feet. I was just like, this is brutal. What the, a game!
1: The thing is with his as well. It hit high enough up the flag. Which had the flag not been there, you know, it would have flown a few feet past, one bounce, check, and would have landed <laughs> a few inches from the hole, probably. <laughs> um, I see Brooks Brooks hit, hit hit a couple, and then Rory's. Where was it from? 280, 270, three wood, five wood, yeah. whatever it was. Caught it on the fly. That was an absolute <laughs> rocket.
2: So, talking not. of Rory. Rory's purple gears? What are we
0: what are we <laughs> thinking?
1: <Were> you, <laughs> are we or yes or no? Go on, Tim, you're you're you are the gears man.
0: Well, we had a bit of a chat about this the weekend, didn't we? Um <laughs> I, I I don't think he was the worst offender of the weekend uh, sure. on the on, 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 on arms front. Um, if I was him and I was looking at some of the outfits that Nike put together for a few of their other athletes, I would be asking some questions, I'll be honest with you, because Tommy uh, Tommy Fleetwood's scripts for the US were really, really lovely. Um, as To be honest, Matty Wolf had some nice stuff on. I don't know if it's just like he obviously... I what I assume happens is McElroy has that, that specific range is purely basically for him. Um, which one honest that alone actually makes it quite cool. Um, because it's not it's not they're not awful garms I mean no, they're not purple was just a yeah. bit of a it felt like a bit of a throwback, didn't it? Like it was yeah, I mean, it's, it's not much, uh, but I mean it's, it's not just not. not what would <laughs> I wear it? Maybe not. But then I don't get Then you're not being paid millions of money it. to wear it, so there yeah. we go.
1: Um, something that i thought when looking at him i think I, I said it to you he doesn't wear bad clothes it's just <laughs> like he gets dressed in the dark because he looks at colors like he had a white hat on What's, and then a kind I, of a, a weird yellow set of pants and then i just thought that it just doesn't
2: just, just doesn't I, work just honestly, so of you tuning in. this is still
0: a golf this is still a golf podcast <laughs> <to> do
2: <laughs> mcclellan doesn't decide what he's
0: wearing, that
1: he I, th- I think they have more say in the matter. I, I 100%, yeah. They, I don't they the think they'll be outfits. happy days. I, I don't think they'll be given them. I think they're going to get a choice of like, right, this is what we're thinking, and then the player will go, yes, when are they going to do that? I don't know. When they're flying on their private jets, I think they've got a few hours
0: to kill. Yeah, um, there's also you know, there's a comfortable factor. It may well be that. Rory just finds that particular garment really, really comfy. I mean, that's that's perfectly plausible. Maybe that's Um, a
1: psychological aspect. He's trying to put off his opposition. So when they turn up on the sea, they look down like, What the fuck are you wearing?
0: Jesus. Sure. I mean, I will say that uh Polo yesterday was that was a step too far for me. Like the kind of who Electric pink and white, sort of oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, frayed Fresno kind of effect was. I mean, look, I I'm all for uh spicy gears, but I mean, even I was watching that, being like, blimey. If I was if I was playing in that, I think I'd find that quite off-putting. Agreed. Um, yeah. There
2: was quite a few jazzy gears going on, though, wasn't it? It was obviously the theme of the like, even some of the talk the staff banks were very, very what's the word. Yeah, I,
1: did, didn't like the tailor made ones. wasn't wasn't a fan. I know they were after like the retro throwback, like California look, but not a fan of. wasn't really a fan of those.
2: Mm.
1: I, I, I just think, you know, I, I know Tim. I think you are probably going to go other elsewhere with this, but I think the worst dressed man on the planet, hands down, without question, is Ian Poulter. Unfortunately, buddy, I love you for what you do for the European team, but you match well, yeah. he just wears the worst trousers. I think I've ever seen. It's like the I don't know don't know why what, whether he he thinks they look great or or he's doing it to I don't know get on the TV boost up his pip rankings a little bit but it's you hilarious. match that with a visor I think you you add in the visor into the mix and sorry pulse buddy um yeah won't be won't be rocking either of those no nah,
0: nah, at least at least his trousers are tailored <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, oh. So you can tell you can tell that Ben and I discussed it somewhat some at length over the weekend. <laughs> he does not. He does. I'm sorry, but Matt Kuchar is 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 the worst dressed man on tour. Just yeah, I, mean, I don't know where he. He sort of looks like he should be working in like blockbuster video in the 1990s with some attempts.
1: I just think this, the saving the saving grace that uh, that I give Cooch props for versus Pulse is that he wears uh, he stays fairly conservative. He doesn't he yeah. doesn't get the the pants of with the pattern that looks like it should only be on a tea towel. Um, and then also he wears a, a full hat, a full cap.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, the, the
1: visor the visor look for me is is just unforgivable. Actually, so um, yeah,
2: awful.
0: Sorry, Pulse. Okay. So, did you do you guys? Re- sorry, did you guys review your picks? Properly, <laughs> no,
2: Ram, I had Ram and Morikawa. Morikawa, Ram won. Morikawa came in, what was he, ninth in the end. Uh, so I should have put some, I actually should have put some money on, shouldn't I? That would have been, that would have been the thing to do. Uh, and then my outside the top 50 pick was Strelman, who came in, Ben, you said he came in top 20 somewhere 15 mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, so I had,
1: um, John Ram, and I, I was quite strongly on, on Ram to win based on. The, the covid situation a few weeks ago and then i had um uh, dustin johnson which it was looking good i thought i thought he was he was on for it and then it kind of in dustin's style i said it to my mate i was like that's tournament over for dustin it was kind of like um i think where he made a bogey or it might have been a double um fairly early on yesterday and i just you could kind of see it in his face i know he's quite one tone anyway but it was almost like he knew his race was run and was just kind of in dusted mode of just let's just get around as quickly as we can rather than let's go really kind of after this and go to for the win uh, and then i had bubba watson bubba was in the top 10 first two rounds and kind of unfortunately just like richard bland tailed away um towards the end i think he was around about 40th something like that um yeah nothing, nothing spectacular but i've got I, I said it to you before the pod it's uh, got to thank John Rahm for for digging me out because it, it meant I won a little bit of cash in the DraftKings leagues because <laughs> yeah. uh, him pipping Oosthuizen when my mate had and I had Rahm uh, and it pipped it to second mate, place in great. the league. We had a bit of money and was
2: was big. Don't, don't do be yourself down here, mate. You had five people make the cut, which I think is, was clearly quite good. Well, clearly it was always very strong, but was very, very strong this weekend with most people having three half their team missed the car. I know, I, and I went birdies
1: as well. And I started sending screenshots around like, well, this is you know, this is going to be my tournament. Uh, shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't have spoken too soon because uh, then the bro- my brother immediately said, right, oh, well, I'll bet you a tenner that um, I beat you. So, and I lost by four points.
0: Yeah. Four <laughs> <laughs> agonizing. Well no, devastating. So, um, so a few. You- uh, alternative cool. viewpoints from me oh no again so one one there we go so go on chris get involved one more thing the winners of the
2: the, the um majors so far which brand is loving life callaway
0: uh,
2: yeah callaway Mickelson won that last one not one that um the pgas then we've got uh, exactly. Ram yeah. and Callaway here, and then I think Matsyama him I want to say, Strictly, um, yeah. yeah, two wins for Callaway out of three—that's pretty decent.
0: I oh, was actually going to say on the Callaway thing. It's interesting how um, Ram obviously made the switch at the start of this year. Um, was it, yeah, it was, yeah, it was the start of this year, wasn't hmm. it? I yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, really interesting how he's had a full equipment change stuff of the year, and yet literally no change whatsoever in his momentum. has just been on it.
1: And I, th- I think oh. I remember distinctly saying that he would not be in our... You know, when we named our world rankings order, um, yeah. I'm fairly certain I listed him to drop out of the top five because of that. I didn't think he'd make the switch. And he has ta- he has taken it to it like a duck to yeah. war. And he's obviously... hes With the win this weekend, he's world number one. Yeah. and he'd, yeah. Rightly so. I mean, in recent form, he's been... Excellent. I mean, he tore that tournament apart a few weeks yeah. ago and, and, and had to withdraw. It was a, a clinic again yesterday on how to play golf on a Sunday.
0: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, so a few alternative points from me wrapping up the weekend, just gone. Did anyone see the Hazen stat, which I feel really bad to air, but I'm going to anyway. Um, so he's the 13th player in men's golf history to now have six or more Runner-up finishes in majors. Okay, what 13th I, I would have put him.
1: It's because second, like that—that's a stretch. You've got to be a bloody good golfer to come second. Yeah. I would have put him no, leagues ahead no. of everyone.
0: Well, this is yeah. Well, when when I come on to finish the point off, you'll see you'll see where where I go with this. So, as I say, he's the thirteenth player to get to six or more runner-up placements. The other twelve, between them, have ninety-five major titles. Oh, so tiger just, yeah you're talking you're talking nicholas tiger norman you know, you know nicholas you, come a few times you know fast, fast maths that's an average of 7.8 majors per every person on that list ahead of him
2: oh right i see what you mean okay yeah that's in, that's not really a list you want to be in without those. No,
0: no. So we said a few weeks ago, and it sounds really harsh, and that were like we're digging him out. But I'm, I'm not, honestly not trying to dig him out. But it is against the point yeah. where like, he so is he he's, the, he's the only player in,
2: out of those thirteen without a major? He does have a Sorry. major. He's got one.
0: True story. No, no, no. This is just you don't. So he's obviously got one major.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. And you don't need. This is just. This is just people who have finished. Uh, a runner-up uh, six or more times. That's all you need to be to be within this list.
1: Got you. So, have you got, have you got the list in front of you right now?
0: Uh, I do not have the list in front okay. of me
1: Because I, I was going to ask: Is there are, are any of those players on that list? Do they have one or less majors? Like who's who's and B on the bottom of that list in terms? Yeah. Of is there anyone else on that list with zero?
0: I should have researched this fellow. I do not have the full list in front of me. Apologies. Like I,
1: I feel like that would be a bit of a stretch and we'd possibly know about it. Um but again, I think just the humility of the man and like the the grace of him walking off knowing he had lost and kind of congratulating Robin. I just it just and just comes just oozes class, doesn't he? He just right. comes across as a really good bloke. That's good
0: pun.
2: And the other, thing, the other the other side of that is you see Mickelson waiting around
0: for Rahm to finish. I thought was a no, it was a nice touch. Was a nice touch when you when you brought the chair out for um. Like, for for kid, that was that was a very nice touch. Very very nice. Um, other other points to move on to. Cam Smith first prize for angry angry club throw of the weekend. <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone saw <laughs> yeah.
2: it? Yeah. Anyone oh, see
0: it? Yeah. I did. Yeah. Brilliant! Uh, Just a full-on frustrated, good techers, good middle of the club for maximum distance, and just fuck offery absolutely (laughs) pelted it away from him. So well, well done to him. Um, Other thing, other thing, which I'm sure you've all seen. Did we all see the streaker on the 13th yesterday?
1: Yeah,
0: solid golf swing. Just keep it out eh? there.
1: Yeah, clear, clearly must have had a few shandies to get himself yeah. really brave, the bravado to get out there. And, and to swing
2: the way he swung a club was quite impressive, actually. And also was a really, really... good takedown from the security guard. The final yeah, oh,
0: really well, I enjoyed sure. that he evaded two that were on foot. Then the first one reared into on the buggy to take him <laughs> down. I particularly like, enjoyed that. Um but yeah, if, if anyone hasn't seen it, um, I, I don't really know what he was dressed in. I'm just, I mean, I thought... It was, got, it was like, a very individual moment. I've literally got the picture in front of me and I'm still not really deciphering what he was actually wearing, but um, I do have the picture in front of me. Yeah, it looks like a bit of a tank top and maybe a skirt. Anyway, came onto the course, sort of gave, gave it a bit of 30 big ones, dropped a ball down, bit of a dance, then, yeah, played what looked like something like, I don't know, a seven iron. I just lovely finish. Just, lovely finishing how position. How do you get a golf club into golf a tournament? A tournament well maybe it was cam smith's
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it it's fished it out
0: there we go solved um anyway i think i think that pretty much wraps up our review anything more on on us open before we move on chaps mate, no, no
1: i just i just had one thing i said to my mate it was um you know, three players you can you can really count on at the moment and just should be the first three names in your DraftKings team when it comes to a major. Oosthuizen, Brooks and Paul Casey. Paul Casey just yeah. seems to, you know, never, you know, I don't want to say never seems to challenge, but he just seems to be there or thereabouts. Just always seems to be on the TV on Sunday, which is, is, is usually a pretty good sign that he's putting together a, a good round. you to say, didn't have any of those through my DraftKings team. Might be a different yeah. story if I had. But um, again, Brooks... Crap last week, utter tosh. And yet this week, yeah, major, I think I might turn up this week. Who cares about
0: majors? Was in with a shout. Yeah, mental. Um, okay, so moving on, kind of moving on, but coming back to something we we touched on earlier. Um, but Ben mentioned that he wanted to talk about this when he was we were mentioning each other today. Um, so there was a little bit of a, a chat the other day, uh, just on, within golf press, around a punishment for when a player doesn't do this thing. Um I'm actually gonna hand it over to Ben for you to talk through this and then I think let's have a little bit of a chat about this. You you uh you you touched on this with our with our friend Bryson um a moment ago. Should we get into this?
1: Yeah. So it, it's something that they brought up on, on commentary and I, I thought straight away actually it's quite a good idea. It's it's we'll see um, the rules of of golf being changed. And I I guess it will only really relate to to the pros, but, you know, shouting four, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. My, you know, my ex-girlfriend didn't know anything about the sport. Didn't really like the fact that I was always going off to go and play golf. Didn't know anything about it. Wouldn't they be able to tell you the rules? But she knew the foreshout. The foreshout is pretty much the first thing you learn about game of golf. Know Whether it be joking or not if you hit a ball offline you just shout four like that's that's, that's well known but it's something that the, the guys at the top of the game for some unforgivable reason of some of them uh, have appeared to forget um so the guys on on, on sky sports we were t- talking about it the other day about you the, the the guys that, that govern the game bringing in a, a punishment for for those who don't and i immediately thought it's a good idea because the horrifying incident from the last year's Ryder Cup, I still can't. I don't think yeah. I will be able to get out of my mind because our friend was on the other side of the green at the time and saw it happen. Um, Chris, I, you're kind of looking at me. No, no. I'm, yeah, really, I'm not yeah. kind of nodding or anything. Um, of, of the lady who lost her eye yeah. uh, from a stray ball. And I think, I think it was Brooks Koepka. And I think he actually yeah, called yeah, it yeah, on the day, but she didn't cover or or, or didn't take enough uh, of action. Um, and I just can't help but think with the speed that some of these guys are hitting the ball at, Bryson, as I said earlier, on, was almost aiming at the crowd. And absolutely, you know, we all know how hard he goes at the ball. Uh, didn't call it. And you can't help but think how much damage a driver could cause no, to some really. Um, So, yeah. Back to you, Tim.
0: So... I can't really go anywhere with this other than just to completely agree with you. I mean, I can't even. I mean, right? I'm trying to bring this back to the average hacker because that's what we should be doing. If I hit a ball offline and anyone who's played with me will probably testify to this. Not only do I shout for, but the amount of panic that is in my bo- in my voice and the volume that I shout that for with is quite something to behold. Because I let's be honest, I don't always control where my golf ball goes, and I am slightly wary of the damage I can do with it. And it seems like the very least I can do to try and you know give someone fair warning is to <laughs> is to frantically shout for and wave my arms and maybe jump up and down. If I feel the situation uh, necessitates it. Um, I don't know where you go with a punishment on it. Um, because what do you, I think other
2: there's than also, there's also, there's also the panic, right? Like yeah. none of when I hit a ball towards two people walking on another fairway, yeah. the chances of me hitting them are actually quite low. Like There's actually quite a lot more space. There's still proper panic when I shout. I'm like, get out the fucking way. My ball is coming towards you. Like you, like there is a heart and mouth panic. When these guys do it, they're just like watching. Like, oh yeah, okay. So it's a bit over on the right. Okay. It's like they're just watching where it lands. Not really worried if it hits anyone. Do you know what I mean? There's no there's no utter panic in their eyes when they're, they're looking at where it's going.
1: I mean, I mean, you've got to think of it as it's essentially a rock hard stone moving at 180 miles an hour. A, yeah, oh, I think. I think how much damage that could
2: cause. Yeah, I've, and and was the question? What was the question? Is the question: Do we punish? Do we provide a punishment? Is that the question? Yeah. Well, well,
1: well What do you think the punishment should be? Because they were talking about a punishment, and then we're kind of floating ideas around and what it could be. What do you think it could be and should be? If you think there should be one.
0: I mean, what it would inevitably, be if they did go around there, it would be fine. It would be a fine. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think it should, I, I think, it should, I, I. It should be Doc shots. Yeah. Agreed. It has to be because Agreed. exactly Agreed. as you say, all I all I think about in when you see it in the professionals is that situation happened in the Ryder Cup, which yeah. was horrific. You are awful. putting someone's life. That, that one person will come to watch you play for that day, and within one single moment, their life has been changed forever. Yeah. There is no there is no excuse for you not to shout for
2: like, like we spoke about with, oh, I can't remember who it was that the female 18 year old golfer who's just started and had 80% yeah. of her career earnings wiped out with one fine. Yeah, I don't think fines, I agree with you. I think they probably will go fines, but I don't think that's the way to go. It won't stop it from happening. I think you get, as soon as you start docking shots, it, it's the classic, you know, let's use a football analogy. If you really want to get rid of diving, you would just send people off when it, if VAR, VAR checked it and it was a dive, you'd just send people off and then everyone would stop doing it within two games because 12 people would get sent off. It would stop immediately. If they want to stop it, they dock shots They so you dock, you dock a fairly substantial amount of shots. Even if you dock two shots straight away for not shouting for if the ball's Offline, I think it. I think it. You people start taking notice very quickly.
1: I, I, th- I, th- I think I really need to start take action quite fast on this as well because you know everyone watches the top tours, everyone watches the major. If you're into golf, you're going to see that. Yeah. You watch Bryson do it, and the behaviours of the top players then trickles down to everyone else, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same across all sports. That's what they talk about: diving and spitting in the game of football, and all the the crap that comes with footballers nowadays about the impact that that has on kids yeah. who then grow up and that's just the norm um and i think they have to do something pretty quick for me personally i i think a one-stroke penalty this is what i wrote down a one-stroke penalty if your ball lands within five yards of the boundary fence with no call, or the boundary rope rather so you think within five yards because we've all hit shots where it's heading towards the rough you head down there and you find out it's actually on a different course to like a different well, bounced off in a different direction to what you thought You know, it's quite conceivable to think that a ball could land within five yards, bounce off into the fans. So I was kind of like, right, give the five-yard buffer zone. The amount of cameras that are on the PGA Tour events nowadays, you know, because we're talking about the PGA Tour. If the if the behaviour trickles down, you stamp it out there, it will stamp out in the rest of the game. There's enough cameras and referees that marshal every single match. There's enough marshals on the holes to mark where balls are, in which they categorically say that was in five yards of the boundary front fence punishment. And I think a one-stroke penalty would very quickly nip that in the bud. Because imagine, yeah. you, imagine you lost. Bryson yesterday did it twice. Par three. Uh, and then on the... I can't remember if it was a four or five when he hit his driver. But imagine he'd be in contention. You get two-stroke penalty. You're very
2: quickly going to start shouting four. Yeah, agreed. So I, and I, that's why I think two... I think one stroke... I don't even think one stroke's enough. I think two strokes would... People would it would very very quickly you just learn and then everyone would just shout for at the you know the slightest opportunity going to towards someone. I'd rather you shout for and it end up not going near anyone in the crowd, yeah. rather than not shouting for it, it plummeting straight into them. Do you know what I mean? Well, so great, bringing
0: the- it back proportion.
2: to bringing it back to
1: us hackers, my mate, uh, as, as I said, he's still fairly new to the game. Um, he hit a bigger slice the other day because a lot of the holes follow each other. Um, it went up and over the trees. We we weren't. Really near anyone, um and I called it. He hid it, but I screamed it. I screamed before. He was like, "What are you doing?" There's no one over there. I said, "Yeah, but you can't guarantee that." And I said, yeah. "I would rather call it and no one be there than us walk over there and see someone with a hole in their head."
2: So, and th- and this is the other point, right? You you took responsibility in that and shouted, and you've already said there's marshals, there's referees, there's uh, like I also think there's an element of if you're on the tee box. And you see someone balloon it off into the direction, you have a responsibility to shout it as well. Like the yeah. umpires, the referees, the marshals who are like no point just waving the fucking paddle. Like shout, like scream, freaking that's way right for like scream it. Don't worry about what the player thinks; they've hit the ball into the the, the bloody crowd. Uh, like, shout I, it!
1: I saw someone uh, again picking up you know the, the utter nonsense that filters through on um, on social media. I saw a, a post about it, and, and Bryson not calling it and I saw someone saying oh yeah but it's pointless because 300 yards away you won't hear it now that's utter tosh 300 yards is not that far and if I scream at the top of my voice you guarantee you're gonna hear it right people will take note and even if you shout even if you've not got a loud a loud shout someone a little bit further down will shout and everyone will just take evasive action it's not
0: well, well also if you sh- if you shout it from the T and it is let's say 300 yards away yeah okay but even if it doesn't travel, your voice is gonna travel the two hundred and fifty yards, whatever it takes for a for a marshal up there to hear. I mean, there's enough marshals around, right? To kind of I don't know, like I'm laughing, but it's kind of like, you know, duck and cover kind of situation that you shout out as soon as you hear anything. Um there's there's there isn't there literally is not an excuse. There is literally no excuse not to shout it.
1: And I, I just don't I just I, I literally don't get it. I watched Bryson do it and he knew exactly where it was going. And I just so I, I could not put two and two together as to understand what the thought process was as to why he wouldn't shout it. But he I've seen a
0: similar situation happen where, and I can't remember which tournament it was, it may have been, where was it? It may have been the players where Bryson's done it. He's he's teed off and he's literally struck a tree on right and the ball has come backwards and ended up sort of oh, back behind that? him with a practice screen. I don't know if you guys yeah. have seen this footage. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Where was that? Yeah, you're right. Yes. Um, no shouted four, and obviously everyone was kind of like, oh, isn't it funny? Look how his tee shots ended up behind him. If it struck a tree with enough force to hit a tree, ping back and end up behind him, what's that, what's that going to do to a person? And I actually think, I mean, this is going to sound like I'm being really, really killjoy about it, but I think there's just a little bit of a thing about, there was a thing, where, um, I think it was at the players as well, when Rory's drive kind of struck his dad on the leg. Yeah. And it was like a really funny news story. I think, to be honest, it sounds a bit over the top, but I, to be honest, I think we need to kind of stop this whole thing of, oh, look, someone's been hit with a golf ball. Isn't that funny? I think that probably needs to, we probably need to wind that in a little bit.
2: Yeah. I th- I, th- again, what. there's there's a few ways of solving this in terms of obviously everyone shouts for, but also they just don't let the fans as close to the, to the fairways. That's, that's one, which, which in turn would make the golf course harder because then there's not as lot trampled down areas when golfers go awry. But I don't think they'll ever want to do that because they want, people want to get close. The thing that still, I think gets me a little bit is you've, it's not just um, Bryson that tees up aiming not down the fairway, right? Mm. There's been several moments where I'm looking at a player going, he's aiming over the crowd and the crowd is 150 yards away. I, I just think there's an element of, okay, if you're on a course, the course set up and you know, that's going to happen. Don't allow crowd there. Don't, don't allow crowd to go down that front edge of the fairway. If you know, players are going to be teeing up, taking a, you know, a tiger line over the top. It's just not worth the risk. And I know these are players that are not going to thin it at 10 yards, you know, six feet high i know they're not but just don't even don't risk it the problem is you'd have with that is
1: players are taking different lines now and they are aiming all over the place you'd struggle to get fans in (laughs) in and around the the holes anywhere near the landing zones in the middle of the fairway
0: yeah and one and exactly a line that bryson takes is going to be very different to a line that Morikawa takes sure So maybe, maybe, maybe there's a couple of things. I mean, maybe, maybe there's a part responsibility of a player, if someone someone is going errant, they're going errant, there's not a lot you can do about it. But if a player is deliberately kind of shaping up and aiming at a line which could bring spectators into the line of their shot, I think it's their responsibility to actually say, no, I, I can't hit this shot until that line is clear. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's. Sort of, I mean, that, that, sounds, that sounds like a lot thing, of that that makes it makes it a
2: obvious things to thing say, but. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think I just yeah. The answer is yes. Two shot penalty minimum for someone who doesn't shout for and it's offline. It, it, don't just wait for the play. That player who's hit it to say it. Their caddy could scream it. The marshal could scream yeah. it. Everyone needs to take responsibility for it. Um, and finally, fans have to wear those beer hard hats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All fans yeah. must be wearing one of those uh, to to be able to, to be able to spectate.
0: Nice. I'm glad well, we so finished it, on sensible outcomes.
1: <laughs> if you if if you were you know the playing partner, a professional event, that would be one way to shame your playing partner into calling yeah. it every every True. time he went offline. If you belt out four because he doesn't or she doesn't, that would very quickly you know get them to change their ways. I think I'm surprised. Um, someone hasn't
2: mentioned something to Bryson because it's not his first offence in doing this. Um, yeah. And maybe and he can like, do it when he, hits it when he hits it dead straight, like just yeah. for shits and eagles, just to wind him up.
1: Yeah, because he clearly does get rattled by fans and people yeah. and things. So. <laughs> and, and I know we are singling him out and he's, you know, he's not the only person on the tour who does it, but he's probably the most high profile. So,
2: yeah. know Matt Wolf had a couple this week as well. I saw Matt Wolf had a few this weekend. Just, oh. I do, it's just, again, just because cannot make sense
1: of it at all just doesn't make any sense
0: yeah yeah anyway. <laughs> anyway final final section for this evening something we've actually wanted to talk about for a little bit now as you know we are all nomad golfers we are not members anywhere uh, we play lots of different courses and you know what we play courses of having it's fair to say varying uh certainly from a cost point of view varying scales but what keeps us coming back to a particular golf course as nomads? Um, i have had a few thoughts about this the last few weeks, but I thought it would be good to just bring it full circle and sort of actually wrap it up. Um, now, Ben obviously earlier spoke about epping um, and how you just enjoyed the fact that it required you to hit all of your shots. So um with that in mind, I'm going to come to Chris first. <laughs> um, Chris, as a nomad golfer, what keeps you coming back to a goal, to a particular golf course that, let's say, you know is a is open to all players? It's not a destination golf club, let's say.
2: Yeah, and I think this this came up a while ago. Uh, but I feel like again we've been planning this for ages, and I feel like we might have already spoken about it in, in parts. But I know Ben played a round of golf somewhere, and, and he was just saying like the the service wasn't that great, but he would still like in terms of you know whoever welcome them into the clubhouse or whatever at the reception desk, but would still go back. And this is kind of where it started from. Is that where we kind of started that conversation, Ben? Is that right? And and I think you're right. However, a good customer experience can truly, like for me, truly make a, you know, a, a day, a round of golf, or whatever. And it would definitely encourage me to go back. For me, it just it honestly just comes down to like what I'm going to put out in the bracket of value. And it doesn't matter whether it's a 20 quid course, a 30 quid course, 40 quid course, whatever. It's just, is this is really simplifying. It is the price of the green fee better value than what the course is. If that makes sense. Yeah. That was, and that ultimately there are several courses that we play that I would say fall into that of it's a fun course. It's a well-kept course we're paying. Let's say, 30 to 35 pounds for it and i'd go you know what it's a 35 to 40 pound course and that's where i go i'll go back there over and over again it's good value but it doesn't like i don't for me it doesn't matter what price bracket it fits in as long as the the course is i'm being charged in my mind less than what the quality of the course is if that makes sense we spoke about it because we there's the the course that we all like clandon that doesn't have a clubhouse it has a hut it's twenty. What was it? Twenty-five quid or something less than to. I can't remember what it is now. Might have gone up after when they only allowed two balls. But again, twenty-five quid to play there. Like genuinely, bargain. Yeah. <laughs> like really, I'd go back because it's because it's good value. But so yeah, the the, the clubhouse and oh, I do think being greeted with a smile and a hello is important. There is one course where I was not greeted with that. And I've not been back since, and it was an okay course. It was it was a good course actually.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of echo in, I, I, I wrote down f- five five points. And one of them was, is the course interesting? You know, the price point we pay, we, we can't ever expect Augusta. That is what it is. You know, we, sure. so that's the way we play. But has it got a bit about it? Is it interesting? Have you got to play different shots? Um, you know, tee boxes and greens for me, I can't really ever forgive for, for being mm-hmm. bad. But I don't mind it being patchy in places if the course has got some unique, challenging aspects to it that make you go... Oh, actually that was that was quite a cool design or i had to hit over water here or i had to hit this dog leg like like, like i was saying this, the course we played this weekend i thought was brilliant for that um at 27 pound a, a b- big one big one for me which again sort of touched upon with with the course we played at the weekend and uh, it's, it's a, an experience i had recently at a golf club is the atmosphere and kind of feeling of being appreciated for us being there by the members because you know nomads are often you know you you look on social media and nomads are seen as this like out outcast of like you you shouldn't have an official handicap you're not a member of a club and by extension that i kind of feel not welcome at some golf clubs but there was an experience i had recently at once the golf club i cannot recommend them enough for for the way they greet their members i thought it was excellent Like you walk in the atmosphere on the patio was was brilliant everyone there was having a good time everyone would greet you and, and, and ask how your round went what you thought of the course then the guy who was working in the pro shop kind of introduced himself introduced what, what you can expect on the course showed us down to the first tee um and i think that that little bit extra makes you go actually the course wasn't you know that great but the the, the, the feeling of like we want you to be part of our club welcome to our place we know you're only here once but enjoy it and then tell all your friends about it i thought goes a long way and that's you know you, we've experienced the other end of that scale where you walk into a club and because you are a nomad you are the outlier and it's almost a, a case of what are you doing in our golf club
2: yeah how dare you bring money to our golf club you dick yeah, yeah. how dare you fill up our tea sheet and
1: that, yeah. that, that again, that was the feeling I got, kind of when I went to again, which left a really, really good impression on Epping. It was really welcoming. Um, all, all the members there were all kind of sat around, clearly enjoying each other's company, and people in the club shop were really nice. So, yeah,
0: yeah, kind, of, yeah, very similar f- f- stuff. I wrote down first thing I wrote down was variety. I don't want to play places where there are a stretch of holes that look the same. We spoken about a particular course which. I think everyone who knows me knows I've got a particular beer in my bonnet about a particular course where there's like a four-hole stretch, the other side of the road. If you know what I'm talking about, where it's just literally the same hole, like it feels like the same hole where you play four times. That's a no-no for me. And kind of, kind of linked to that, one thing that keeps me coming back to a particular course is if there is a dis, there's like a one really distinct hole, like one really distinct, like challenging hole. Oh, that's the club with the that hole. Yeah. Oh, that's like. It may be um, a prime uh, example. Wop- Wop- it, uh, uh, is it? Is it? What? Wop- no, not what. Wop- two hills. Two hill. I see you guys playing, and there's always two hill. Same- hill. I think it's the twelfth or something at Two Hill, which is the island green over water. Yeah, you, you'd say that it's that. Um, there's a similar I've one. There. I've never played
2: there, and I know that course. If you show me that picture, yeah, exactly, you know exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, even for me playing, even at like Selsdon Park, the the um, the seventeenth hole is a is a tower. It's a, it's only about a one hundred and sixty yard par three, but it's so far uphill. You've got to hit, and there's you literally cannot be short or long. Um, so I think yeah, I think it's great when you say oh we're playing, we're playing at this course that week this weekend. You're like oh that's the one with the that hole. That's a really key thing for me, which yeah. will always keep you coming back as an nomad golfer. Yeah. Um, I wrote down half decent practice facilities and what i mean by that is that yeah. it doesn't need to be like a, an amazing range it needs to be pro tracer it doesn't need to be electric it doesn't need to be like moan but like have have like have like a practice have like a driving uh have, have a driving range i mean we talked about uh red limits the other week about how our driving range experience there was yes there was a driving range but you literally had to walk into line of five to go and collect some balls to go and hit that that's for me sorry to dig them out but that's not that's not a half decent range setup it just isn't and that annoyed me a lot like even if it's just some mats that you go and hit balls from and you have to go and pay to get like a bucket of 40 balls from club shop fine no problem with that at all yeah just have some practice facilities which work that's fine and yeah then the final one exactly as both of you said is this the um the the treatment from staff and members at a course. It's 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 just so key. And the two places that immediately struck out for me were um and I always like to, you know, to give give clubs a mention when they when they've been good. The one place I've always had a really, really lovely welcome is Gatton Manor. The guy yeah. the guy I the, I don't know if it's it's clearly not going to be the same guy who's been there every time, but it feels like every time I've been there, the guy that is behind the desk is so Enthusiastic to see you. He's like, "Oh, did you have a good drive down? Do you need any coffee? You know, blow blah pro shop that way." And you know, we're serving food from this time. Just so you know, though, you know, the greens been playing a bit slow today. He like literally could not give me more information. It's brilliant. Um, and the that other place, I really a... sorry, that doesn't happen enough. Yeah, it really doesn't. Um, and the flip side of that, from a member's point of view, was um, we've only played there once. We played, it was ages ago played at a club called uh, Shirley Park, which is down sort of Croydon way. And we were sort of, you know, just on the practice screen beforehand. And I've rarely had an experience where members have been so, oh, have you you guys just come down to play for the day? it's like, yeah, yeah, we're not members. We're just kind of trying to find a course we can play. And they actually felt like, oh, you know, good on you sort of thing. And, you know, telling us, you know, oh, certain hole is going to be a tricky one, blah, 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 but not to get the actual cold shoulder that I think right and saying we actually certainly in my experience actually tend to get quite a lot when you go to a club and there are members there there's one there's one particular club and i'm not going to mention it um where every time i've been there you are made to feel such an outsider and they don't really care that you're there and if anything they're a bit annoyed they feel if it, it feels like they're, they're annoyed that you're annoyed there staff. both Right. That they, if they know you're not a member, you are made to feel very, very, very much an outsider.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a problem. I think that's a problem. I think the um was that were those your points, Tim? Because I've got more yep. stuff like yeah, yeah, that's all me. So I like lo- yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. Uh, s- service for me will I think will cover up lots of the downfalls of a course. Yeah. Like if you have someone that actually is excited to see you and. Or, <laughs> they're not actually excited to see you i appreciate that but they you know they're at least yeah. like, they give you a smile they say hello they you know they tell you where to go they tell you what to do it's just it's just not difficult like it's, good. it's, just, it's just good customer service like it's, no, no, yeah. it's, not, it's not even customer service it's just being a normal fucking human being like it's, <laughs> it's just say hello it's just yeah yeah it, it, it really it really really drives me nuts um walking into somewhere and not getting a hello or whatever or as you say, Tim, being made to feel like you're not welcome. I think that's there's just for me, there's just no excuse for that. Um, and the people who they are the face of that business, whoever they are, they are what we remember from that club. And if you, and I think if you, again, it always comes down to bad experiences are often the things we remember over the really good experiences, which is a shame, but that's just human nature. So I always remember the course that I went to where I was greeted by the the person in the pro shop and I was there as a guest of a, of a member and it was just didn't didn't want to deal with me, just didn't want to, didn't want me to be there. And I was just like, you're going to help me out? Or are you going to tell me where to go? Or are you going to like, what, I, what, what am I doing? And it was just nothing. And I was like, I just won't go back.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, it's not, not interested. Um, Tim, the course you were talking about, not just now earlier about what well, the holes on the other side of the road, yeah. this is actually a prime example of the opposite of what I was saying. I hate, no, not hate. I won't go back to places where the green fee is higher than the quality of the course. Yeah. yeah. And that is that, you know, um, I, I, I'll, I'll say it because, and people will probably disagree with me. Um, but Silvermere is for me, an example of this at the moment, 47 pounds for a green fee at Silvermere at the weekend. It's not a 47 pound course, in my opinion. Um, the, the holes on this side of the road I think are very enjoyable. The 17th and 18th are those holes that you talk about, Tim, like those ones yeah. that the Instagrammable holes. Yeah, Is it a £47 green fee course? In my opinion, no. I'm clearly, most people disagree with me because they are rammed full week in, week out, and, and printing money unbelievably there. So, But for me, in my opinion, it's not a £47 course, so I don't play there that often. Mm. In fact, I haven't played there this year. I won't have played there I think the last time I played there was our we played like a December mid, end of New Year's 20 whatever a year and a half ago that would have been the last yeah. time I played there
0: same yeah agree I think yeah I think the the one that wins it personally for me is the it's, I don't want to use the word Instagram but it is basically it's, it's the it's this it's the signature hole and I think any course can have one and I think that's and it's really when there's one which you kind of in advance of playing it and you or you know, you say to the you say to the guys you're playing with, oh, we're gonna play here, and it might be a Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever, you spend you, you know, you've got that chat on the group about like, oh, how are you gonna play that hole? And it's I love it. I just love that side of it when you're kind of like oh, there's just even if it's like on the start of the day, oh if I could just play that one hole really well, that'd be satisfying. <laughs> I don't think that's the one for me. I think there needs to be just one really distinct hole, that's what keeps me coming back.
2: OK, so summarise that. What keeps us coming back? Value. Exciting. What well, At least one uh, exciting whole Ben, you said yeah. variety. Yeah, has it got a bit about it? And please just smile at us when we... <laughs> say yeah, I,
1: I, had, I, had, I had two more. One that's, that's not necessarily easily influenced by the club itself, but it, it's something that definitely leaves an impact on me, in particular our group, because we do like to enjoy ourselves when we're out there. Uh, is our members and other people playing clearly having a good time or is it like quite a quiet, square, rigid, boring golf club where <laughs> celebrating a birdie putt that's drained from 20 feet is kind of frowned upon? I think that would that would always... I, know, mate, I love it when, well. we're always,
2: when we're on a tee box and even yeah. if I'm about to tee off and someone on a green somewhere close to us is like cheering so just drain them onto yeah. the putt. Yeah. I love it. Exactly. i I'm like, go for it. Like, we'll, Yeah, I love hearing that. I say it puts you in a relaxed mindset and it puts you,
1: you know, you, you always feel kind of welcome there. And that, again, had that at the weekend, I'm big enough here, big, big time at the moment, but that was, that was what was going on. And then a final one, a big selling point, but um, a good patio in the 18th, for a few beers <laughs> in the sun.
0: If, uh, must have patio. As,
1: must have nice little patio for a decade. Lovely, lovely way to, to, finish the round, have a beer and watch people come in on the 18th. I think that's, that always leaves a good impression yeah for sure
0: okay because we'll I will be we're staying think. for a pint so that will be oh happening. absolutely and a club sandwich oh yeah have a club sandwich must have a good club sandwich that's a non-negotiable when it comes to us um, right I think we're probably about there for this week chaps unless there's any more to, to ramble on about otherwise all good um, what's it- Guys, thanks as ever. Thanks very, very much for joining me. Thanks very much for listening. And we will see you all again next week. Catch you later. See you later, guys. Thanks so much for listening, guys. If you've enjoyed the show and our ramblings, please subscribe and also leave us a review from wherever you get your pods from. It massively helps us to grow the podcast and to put even more into the show. The episode is brought to you by Sunday Red Golf, uh, the best golf club in the world. From everyone to the sublime, to the rubbish, the scratch, to the hacker, we welcome everyone. Uh, We host competitions, events, and much more. Come and join us for free right right now over at sundayredgolf.co.uk. A Slice of Golf is also brought to you by TourChamp. Do you want to settle once and for all who is the best golfer in your squad? TourChamp helps you host a year-long competition between you and your pals. Set yours up now for free by visiting tourchamp.co.